Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. I am thrilled to welcome to the show, Farah. Welcome, Farah. Hi, thanks, Julie. What is your question for me today? Uh, well, my question is this. My husband has recently let me know that he no longer believes in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and that he is leaving. And now I'm struggling with my own testimony. And do I stay or do I go? Mm-hmm. Okay heavy and i can tell there's lots of emotion this is this is something really close to your heart yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's my whole life right born yeah. and raised a member of the church of jesus christ of latter day saints and mm. same with my husband yeah and i have loved every minute of my mm. life in the church mm-hmm. by and large <laughs> yeah 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 so it means a lot to you and so are you feeling pressure to leave because he's left? Not or? at all. Okay. Not from him one bit. Any okay. bit of pressure that I feel is me dealing with my own challenges, my own questions that already existed mm-hmm. before he told me he was leaving. I have already been struggling with issues about most of the issues surround the organization of the church, not so mm. much the doctrine of the church. Okay. So feeling uncomfortable with the way the church handles certain issues, LGBTQ Mm. being huge, Mm -hmm. patriarchy being Mm -hmm. huge. And I guess if doctrinally we're speaking, then I've always had a sticking point with things like polygamy. And I've I've shelved all these things all my life. Mm. And I have been happy to to say to myself, these are just things that I'm not going to understand right now. But it's okay because I believe... X, Y, Z. So it's okay that ABC is really bugging me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that as members of the church, a lot of us live sort of in that loop. Right. 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 So when he came forward with a lot of his problems, which surround um, church history primarily, Mm -hmm. in order for me to try to understand where he was at, I read a few of the things that he challenged me to read. He didn't mm-hmm. say you must read these things, Farah. Yeah. He said literally his words were, I challenge you to look at some of this stuff and see mm. what you think yourself. And it of course shook mm. me. It yeah. it really, really rattled me. I became aware of things that I had never been aware of in my entire mm. life. So things that I didn't know were bothering me became a bother on mm. top of the things that were already bothering me. And I have always loved the temple and has always been a refuge for me and a safe place for me. And Mm. I only post COVID only have gone back a few times. Mm -hmm. I live an hour and a half away from the nearest temple. Mm. And so getting there is, you know, more challenging for me than some, but anyway, I've been back and um, recently I haven't been able to feel comfort there. Mm. I've felt a lot of discomfort in the temple, like to the point where my skin was crawling and I was Mm. agitated in my seat 
and playing with my hair and fiddling with things and not present in what was happening because I was uncomfortable. Yeah. And it was because I had received new information that I had never had before. Mm. And now I remember saying to my mom a few weeks ago, I don't think I can go back. Mm. And as a way for me to make peace with that, I've, I've done that. I've made peace with myself that right now at this phase of my life, I am still a believing member of the church mm-hmm. that does not attend the temple. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. Great. I'm okay with that. I've reconciled. Yeah. I've reconciled that piece. Yeah. I feel like I've gone off on a massive tangent. <laughs> no, you're, this is great, great background. Um, so you, you're in that process of trying to figure out where you're going to land. Yes. Eventually. I, I feel like I'm one foot out of the boat and my mm-hmm. other foot is hanging on by my baby toe. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of footing. And to feel like your whole belief system is crumbling out from underneath you Mm. is devastating. Yeah. It's a lot of loss. Yeah. And my husband has already worked through processing that. And he did it, he did it without me because he didn't want to bring me into something that could potentially hurt me until he knew how he was feeling about it. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that he was thoughtful of me. And yet at the same time, I'm like, how come you didn't bring me along with you for the ride? (laughs) You're like, now I'm just starting. Yes. I'm so far behind you. Right. And something that's always been important to me and something that I'm trying to understand why it's important to me is that we be on the same page as a couple. Mm-hmm. And I mean, listening to you has helped me a lot understanding about differentiation Yeah, and that, that notion of needing to be on the same page doesn't need to make or break us. Right. I'm starting to like unpack that for myself. Right. Yeah. And look at all the things that we still do have in common and mm-hmm. that yes, we met because we're members of the same church. We would never have met otherwise. Mm-hmm. I am confident of that. I am eight years older than my husband. So he was in primary when I was in university and mm. <laughs> we were, we were never going to cross paths had yeah. it not been that we actually met at a YSA temple trip. Oh, wow. When, you know, I'm in my late twenties and he's just returned from a mission. Mm. I, I guarantee we would never have met. And so I have so much gratitude for the church for putting us in a place where we could be together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He is my best friend. He is my whole world. Mm. And, um, I can't, I, I can't even like, if I close my eyes and try to fathom a life without him, I just can't even. And so this, I'm not sad necessarily in the sense that now I feel like I've lost my eternal companion and all that kind of rhetoric. Mm -hmm. I don't don't even actually feel that way Mm -hmm. because I feel like I know that God knows my heart and his. Mm-hmm. And I know that as my heavenly parent, he has my best interests at heart. And that however we will be together after this life, whatever that looks like, is coming from a loving God. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like a few years ago, I would have been in a different place thinking, differently about mm-hmm. what our eternal marriage looks like. Um, but I don't, 
so I don't feel sad anymore or like there's no feeling of loss over this eternal marriage because I know that however we are together, whatever that looks like is coming from a merciful and loving God. So I don't mourn that Mm -hmm. part of our marriage kind of thing. But I did have feelings of a loss of what our life, the life that we had as Mm -hmm. both of us being active members of the church to not. And I feel like I did go through a bit of a mourning process kind of saying, okay, I really loved that family. Me and my husband and our three children, Mm -hmm. I loved that family. And now we're a new family. And I, I need to fall in love with that new family. Mm-hmm. And that's really scary. <laughs> like exciting and scary and heavy and yeah. all the things. <laughs> it's yeah. so many. I feel like it's so many emotions coming at me so fast mm. all at once. And I need to decide if I'm in or if I'm out right now, that's how it feels. And it's pressure that I'm putting on myself Yeah, because I'm having a hard time straddling the line. Okay. Going to church on Sunday has been difficult. Mm. And we've had to discuss with our children how that looks because in my husband's mind, if he had his way, if he could make all the decisions, none of us would go to church. Not because he feels like it's a bad, awful place, but because he just doesn't want to have to reteach our kids some things that he feels he's getting, they're getting messaging at church that he feels he needs to reteach. And I don't disagree with that on a lot of things. So now instead of it's Sunday morning, we get up and go to church. It's mom's going to church today. Who's coming with her? And sometimes they come and sometimes they don't. Yeah. Right. So sometimes I'm sitting alone and sometimes I'm not. And sometimes I'm looking around the chapel and just thinking, take this all in every beam, every light, every person that you love that is sitting in this room. Because what if today is your last day here? Mm. I just don't know. And sometimes I think the easier thing to live, to just lighten my load because I feel like it's sandbags on my body Mm. sometimes I think the easiest thing would just be to walk away yeah even when part of me wants to stay yeah that's a lot I talked for a long time (laughs) just there's a lot going on and you're right in it right now you're not talking about something in the past or future you're talking about you're right now and that's powerful it's really powerful I want to encourage you to be or practice patience in this process you don't have to decide right now there's no rush there's no rush so you can practice tolerating the discomfort of sitting by yourself of redefining your family of Shifting your expectations, that's going to take a long time, potentially. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Even if it's really uncomfortable. I feel like I'm just on a roller coaster of emotions. And in any Mm -hmm. given day, I can go from sobbing in my bedroom 
to feeling like everything is great and it's going to be all fine. Mm -hmm. And I can do that and cycle through those emotions several times in a day. Yeah. And so I feel like my family is suffering because I am so undecided and I don't know where I am. And I feel like I'm living this double life while I try to figure out, do I believe, do I not believe? And yet before my husband made a decision, I was quite happy living in a very gray state Mm. where it came to my belief in certain aspects Mm -hmm. of the church. I've never been a person who could stand up and bear testimony and say, I know this church is true. Mm. That's not my thing. Mm -hmm. I haven't, I, I would always say I have a testimony that I believe these things are true. And that always felt like enough for me. Yeah. I've never needed to be a truth claiming person. I've prayed about the Book of Mormon. I've done all the things and had determined this is where I need I want and need to be. Yeah. But as my life evolves and as I parent children, I think that's the biggest change for me is I have a daughter and two sons. Mm-hmm. And as I need to teach them the things that I believe, I want to be authentic in that teaching. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to say to them, this is what I believe. And so before I tell them these things, I check in with myself to say, Farah, what do you actually believe? And I kept finding that I wasn't able to tell them things that exactly lined up with things that I'm supposed to believe. Mm-hmm. And that is really, blow, like that blows your mind a little bit, right? Yeah. When I start thinking about the way that we teach modesty culture and how I can't teach my daughter those things, how we talk about, I don't, I don't even know. There's the the list for me is quite long. And when I feel like I have to reteach my children concepts, then I start thinking to myself, then why are you taking them to a place where you don't actually even believe what they're being taught? Mm. Who who does that? Well, Latter-day Saints do that (laughs) all the time. Well, my guess is that there's some things that you still do believe and there's All some kinds. things that you don't. And yes. that's why there's the the tension and the the upset is that you also see all the good. I do. So many things, doctrinal and not doctrinal, right? Mm-hmm. I have a sense of identity and purpose that came from my membership in the church and and knowing from a young age that there is a God, that I am a child of God. The notion of heavenly parents and a heavenly mother just rings truer to me than most anything could ever. And so I cling to the things that I feel are still so true to me. Yeah. And I I just can't shelve anymore the things mm-hmm. that don't because my shelf is too full now. There isn't any more space. And if I put one more thing up there, the whole thing's coming down. Yeah. Is how it feels. Yeah, that's got to be and so that's scary. So, so scary. Yeah. This past Sunday, I walked out of a Relief Society lesson. Mm. I'm often the vocal girl who says something that might sound a little off script. Mm. And of course, this Sunday I did, as I usually do. But maybe this one was a little bit too much for the sisters in my ward. And they looked at me like I had 10 heads. Wow. And I felt like, oh, my goodness. This is my perception. They may not have been thinking that at all. I have no idea. But my perception was that everyone was looking at me like I was just absurd. 
I had mm. gone too far off the script this time yeah. for their comfort level. Yeah. And then we started talking about something else and I went, oh goodness, no, no. And it had to do with people who leave the church. And because that's such a tender for me right, right. now, right. I couldn't, that agitated feeling came back to me, the skin crawling. I cannot sit here. And I, and I got up quietly and now my word is really small. So me getting up quietly is still very disruptive (laughs) to the seven people that are sitting in the room. One leaves. Right. And I just went and stood in the kitchen and really had to like gather myself. Yeah. And, um, I didn't go back into the class. I thought, okay, just take a breather for a minute fair and then go back. Mm -hmm. But I looked at the rest of the talk that we were discussing and I was like, nope, you're going to have a problem with that. You're going to have a problem with that. You're going to. So every conversation henceforth for the rest of the class was going to trigger me. So I didn't go back in. When I came home and realized that I had done that, I had never done that in my life. Mm. And that was scary. Yeah. And I thought to myself, does that mean I'm one step closer to out when I desperately want to stay? But what are the reasons why I want to stay? I'm losing community and people who I've loved for many, 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 many years that I will likely not have an association with if I leave. Hmm. Am I leaving because that's the easy thing to do? Am I leaving because it's what I actually want to do? I am so confused. Mm -hmm. Sarah, where you are is okay. It doesn't feel okay. I know. Feels awful. Yeah. I'm not saying it feels good, but where you are is okay. This is where you need to be in your life's journey is sorting through these really, really hard questions. It feels surreal. I can't Mm. even believe that that I'm here. Never in my wildest imagination (laughs) placed myself right here wondering about not my relationship with God or with the Savior. I feel really good about that. And it is close to me and beautiful. And I actually feel like that relationship has evolved through this bigger and better than it had in my 45 years of life up until now. But I never thought that I would question the organization as being a place I wanted to be because it is my it has been my home. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, this is feeling like really traumatic for you to be here, like this mm-hmm. unexpected turn in your life. And you're like trying to make sense of it. And that's really, that's really hard. This is not the life you thought you were going to live. And, not and, close. And the certainty, you're gr- you're just grieving so many things. You're grieving your husband leaving. You're grieving that your shelf is getting really full. You're grieving the expectations of, oh, we were, we're going to do this. And then the kids will get baptized. And then they'll go, you know, go on missions. Or it's now all up in the air. And that's a lot of unknown. Yeah. And that creates anxiety. So, so much. So, of course, of course, you're scared. Of course you're scared. I feel like I'm on this roller coaster that I didn't ask to go on. Like, I want to be in the amusement park with my husband desperately. 
but I don't like roller coasters. So don't put me on a roller coaster. Put me on another ride. I didn't ask to go on that ride. I want to be in the park with you. Absolutely. Right. Right. Just don't necessarily want to be on that ride. (laughs) And here I am. And we don't (laughs) always get to choose which ride (laughs) we have to go on, (laughs) right? And this journey of life throws curveballs. And we all have to deal with that, like the unexpected things that happen. And this is yours right now. And it's okay that you're struggling. It's okay that you don't know. So I want you to just practice sitting with not knowing. Because you used to be so certain, right? Like, yes. that's really comfortable. Like, I, I know, I, I, this is where I need to be. And now you don't. But practice sitting with that. Like, I don't know right now. And I don't have to force a decision right now. I'm just going to sit with the discomfort. Oh, how do you do that? <laughs> it's it's not fun. It is not fun. And how do you know when you're done? Like, how long do I sit there before it's like, this is an unhealthy amount of sitting in discomfort. And this is a healthy amount of sitting in discomfort. You will know when you're ready. Okay. You'll know when you're ready. I think you can trust yourself and trust the process and trust your relationship with deity. Yeah. Yeah, I can. Yeah. So it's not just you. Like it sounds like you still have a really strong belief in heavenly parents and Jesus Christ. Absolutely. And so they want what's best for you. They want you to find joy. They want you to move through this. So it's not all on you. It's not all you're not you're not you're not alone. <laughs> I'm saying that song to myself. (laughs) Yeah, you're not. (laughs) And it's a really uncomfortable place to be. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong. This is part of your journey. Yeah, I just wish I knew which way I was going to go. Yeah, I wish I could have a crystal ball and just say, okay, by this date, on this time, Mm -hmm. you'll have made a decision. Yeah. I, obviously, I know that that is yeah. not reality. But well, that would get you out of the discomfort right now, for mm-hmm. sure. But what if this is exactly where you need to be? Is feeling this, wrestling with these really hard questions, wrestling with, you know, how how to handle your children and membership or participation in the church? That part's the real, that, that's been one of the hardest parts, right? Navigating the kids for yeah. sure. And them going, wait a minute, what, what, what do you mean? What, what's this is going a choice on? now? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or my, my son who is 11, who was ordained to the Aaronic priesthood in January, loves that idea that he is a deacon, that he gets to mm. pass the sacrament. I mean, he just loves it. Yeah. And this past Sunday, I was struggling with, there was a line in the sacrament hymn that we were singing that suddenly gave me some icky feelings. And I mm. love singing hymns at church on Sunday. It's actually my favorite part of church is to mm. sing the hymns. They bring me so much joy and comfort. And there's a particular line that just stuck at me. Never mm. happened in my life. And I was visibly upset. And he was past, he, he could see me from where he yeah. was. And he yeah. saw me upset. And I saw him see me upset. And I went, oh my gosh, okay, Farah, like pull yourself together. 
And I could see that it affected him as he was passing the sacrament because mm-hmm. he, kept, he kept missing rows mm. and then having, oh, 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 he wasn't concentrating because he's looking back at me. Yeah. And he told me later, I could see that you were trying not to cry, mom. And I was wondering what was wrong with you and why were you crying? And, mm. um, and you know, that breaks your mom heart, right? Mm. So tender, so yeah. tender. Yeah. So uh, all, all of like this whole process, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. And you can trust yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can trust yourself to learn how to kind of be in this not knowing space and how to draw on your, your faith in heavenly parents and Jesus Christ and create this new chapter. It's really kind of a new like new beginning of whatever you decide to create. Yeah. Scary, exciting, crazy feeling. Yeah. Right. But I, I think you're doing the hard work, Farah, And I, I think that's all you can do is go through it. Like there's no shortcut. I'm really sorry <laughs> to be the bearer of <laughs> bad news. There's really no shortcut. You're going through the process. There is purpose. You will grow. You will learn. And you're not by yourself in this process. Okay. Our my family, like both sides of our family, have been so supportive and kind mm. and loving. Good through all of this. Like I oh, and of course you're nervous to share yeah. this with the people yeah. that you love, right? Of course, you, you can hope for a good reaction, but you don't know what you're going to yeah. get. Yeah, and yeah, we have just been so held good and so loved good good Good. wonderful well Farah thank you so much for sharing your story today I know a lot of listeners will be able to relate to the just the pain and the fear and just the not knowing that that you're going through so thank you for being willing to share that today thanks for asking me to I, I reached out not knowing if I'd get a response and I felt so validated when I when I did, because I just I thought, yeah, there has to be somebody else who feels like me. Yeah, yeah, there are. Trust me, trust me. Thank you uh, for talking. Take, take good care, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Thanks again for being on the podcast. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks and at drjuliehanks.com, where you'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. For therapy services in Utah, visit wasatchfamilytherapy.com. thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question. Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. 
and we may just choose you for a free coaching session.